Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. Look what you did to my store. This is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. This has been quite a week in the news. There's so much to cover that I'm actually going to split this week into two episodes and release them separately. I want to start with what could be really good news, if anything's done about it. If you remember back, there was a county in Michigan where an elected official noted a discrepancy, called it out, and uncovered a 6,000-vote flip from Trump to Biden. That spurred a lawsuit that led to an investigation by a forensic analysis team. The report the team filed was so damning, the Michigan AG tried to have it suppressed, but the judge overseeing the suit ordered its release. I'm going to start with a couple of headlines, and then give you a highlight reel breakdown of the report itself. From News LA, Michigan AG hides forensic audit of Dominion voting machines in Interim County, where 6,000 votes were flipped from Trump to Biden. And what was the Michigan AG hiding? From the Geller Report. According to Steve Gruber of Real America's Voice, Judge Elsenheimer allowed the ASOG team of seven, Allied Security Operations Group LLC, to capture images of the hard drives, thumb drives, and master thumb drives from the 22 townships in Interim County. He said it was the first time anyone had done a deep dive into the machines. Gruber also said that on the day after Thanksgiving, three townships found open ports in the machines. Because Dominion systems were used in 47 out of 83 counties, hard evidence that Dominion systems were used to flip votes from Trump to Biden would be grounds to decertify the state of Michigan's election results. When they say that three townships found open ports in the machines, that's open access to intrusion. A port is an operating system access gateway. Software engineers go to great lengths to ensure that they're inaccessible to all people and all other software other than those intended. An open port is openly accessible. That's a pretty major detail in a national election. Now, I read the full audit report. Let me take you through the highlights. Hang with me on this. You wanted the Kraken? This is the Kraken. This is pretty definitive stuff. It's just now a question of whether there remains enough political will to see it through. The introduction to the report establishes the author and the credentials of the forensic team, so we'll start there. My name is Russell James Ramsland Jr., and I am a resident of Dallas County, Texas. I hold an MBA from Harvard University and a political science degree from Duke University. I have worked with the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT among other organizations. I have run small businesses all over the world, many of which are highly technical in nature. I have served on technical government panels. I am part of the management team of Allied Security Operations Group, LLC, ASOG. This is the group that conducted the forensic audit. ASOG is a group of globally engaged professionals who come from various disciplines to include Department of Defense, Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, and the Central Intelligence Agency. It provides a range of security services, but has a particular emphasis on cybersecurity, open-source investigation, and penetration testing of networks. We employ a wide variety of cyber and cyber-forensic analysts. For this report, I have relied on these experts and resources. The purpose of this forensic audit is to test the integrity of the Dominion voting system in how it performed in Interim County, Michigan for the 2020 election. Duke, Harvard, NASA, 
MIT, DOD, Secret Service, Homeland Security, and CIA. This is no ragtag team of local yokels with screwdrivers and monkey wrenches. This is a highly credentialed, highly experienced team of forensic analysts. Here's what they had to say. The interim county clerk and Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson have stated that the election night error was the result of human error caused by the failure to update Mansalona Township tabulator prior to the election night for a down-ballot race. We disagree and conclude that the vote flip occurred because of machine error built into the voting software designed to create error. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's statement on November 6, 2020, that the correct results always were and continue to be reflected on the tabulator totals tape, was false. The allowable election error rate established by the Federal Election Commission guidelines is of 1 in 250,000 ballots, 0.0008%. We observed an error rate of 68.05%. This demonstrated a significant and fatal error in security and election integrity. Let's take a reflective pause here for a moment and do a little math. So 68.05% divided by 0.0008%. Pretend to carry the one while I punch this into a calculator. And the error rate was 85,062.5 times the legal limit. That alone should be enough to render certification illegitimate. Back to the report. The tabulation log for the forensic examination of the server for Anarum County from December 6, 2020 consists of 15,676 individual events of which 10,667, or 68.05%, there's that magic number again, of the events were recorded errors. These errors resulted in overall tabulation errors, or ballots being sent to adjudication. This high error rate proves the Dominion voting system is flawed and does not meet state or federal election laws. So, what's the flaw? What's the real problem? In Central Lake Township, there were 1,222 ballots reversed out of 1,491 total ballots cast, resulting in an 81.96% rejection rate. All reversed ballots are sent to adjudication for a decision by election personnel. It is critical to understand that Dominion Systems classifies ballots into two categories. One, normal ballots, and two, adjudicated ballots. Ballots sent to adjudication can be altered by administrators and adjudication files can be moved between different results tally and reporting terminals with no audit trail of which administrator actually adjudicates, i.e. votes, the ballot batch. Let me put that in plain English. Ballots rejected by the machines are sent to people who have the ability to change them before they are recorded, without any oversight or paper trail. 81.96% of the ballots cast in Lake County Township went through this process. Remember as we talk about this audit that this voting system is used in 28 states, including all of the disputed swing states. This is not localized or isolated. Do you remember what I said back in episode 3 about chain of custody? Without transparency and accountability in the voting system, there's no trust in election integrity. We have to get this right. This time. If we go through this election without sorting this out, there will be near zero trust on either side in any future election. The side that cheated will be on edge expecting the other side to cheat back, and will have no faith in the process because they've already cheated it successfully. The side that was cheated will never again trust their opponents or the process that allowed it. Without faith in our election process, the republic is over. If we go there, we won't like what replaces it. Back to the report. 
This demonstrated a significant and fatal error in security and election integrity because it provides no meaningful observation of the adjudication process or audit trail of which administrator actually adjudicated the ballots. There's no way to track who did what. A staggering number of votes required adjudication. This was a 2020 issue not seen in previous election cycles still stored on the server. This is caused by intentional errors in the system. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, or audit trail. Our examination of the server logs indicates that this high error rate was incongruent with patterns from previous years. The statement attributing these issues to human error is not consistent with the forensic evaluation, which points more correctly to system machine and or software errors. The systemic errors are intentionally designed to create errors in order to push a high volume of ballots to bulk adjudication. They also found a problem with the software itself, where ballots for one candidate were not being counted the same way as ballots for another candidate. A high error rate in the election software, in this case 68.05%, reflects an algorithm used that will weight one candidate greater than another. In the logs, we identified that the RCV, or Ranked Choice Voting Algorithm, was enabled. This allows a user to apply a weighted numerical value to candidates and change the overall result. The declaration of winners can be done on a basis of points, not votes. Think back to school and how different questions on a test were worth more or less depending on the difficulty of the question. While they were each individual questions, some were worth far more points than others in the overall total. True or false questions may be worth one point, where word problems were worth two or three. In a weighted election, one party is assigned a value, say 1. One vote equals one point. And another party is assigned a different value, say 2. Or, one vote equals two points. A candidate who received just over a third of the votes, but was weighted at 2 to 1, would beat their opponent, who received just under two-thirds of the votes, but was weighted at 1 to 1. See how easy it is to steal an election? It's just a few lines of code. Back to the forensic report. In the logs, all but two of the override options were enabled on these machines, thus allowing any operator to change those votes. This gives the system operators carte blanche to adjudicate ballots. In this case, 81.96% of the total cast ballots with no audit trail or oversight. Significantly, the computer system shows vote adjudication logs for prior years, but all adjudication log entries for the 2020 election cycle are missing. The adjudication process is the simplest way to manually manipulate votes. The lack of records prevents any form of audit accountability, and their conspicuous absence is extremely suspicious since the files exist for previous years using the same software. Removal of these files violates state law and prevents a meaningful audit, even if the secretary wanted to conduct an audit. We must conclude that the 2020 election cycle records have been manually removed. That, right there, again, should be enough to invalidate the election results in question. It's not that difficult to maintain records of what happened and who did what. In healthcare, every hospital maintains an electronic health record system. A health record is something you probably don't want tampered with, probably not a good place to have fraudulent entries or private information leaks. That's why those systems are designed to stamp every access and every entry with the user who accessed or entered information and the date and time it happened. There's no access to manipulate that data. This isn't complicated stuff. It happens every day in every hospital across America. Back to the report. Likewise, all server security logs prior to 11.03 p.m. on November 4th, 2020 are missing. 
This means that all security logs for the day after the election, on election day, and prior to the election day are gone. Security logs are very important to an audit trail, forensics, and for detecting advanced persistent threats and outside attacks, especially on systems with outdated system files. These logs would contain domain controls, authentication failures, error codes, times users logged on and off, network connections to file servers between file accesses, internet connections, times, and data transfers. Other server logs before November 4th, 2020 are present. Therefore, there is no reasonable explanation for the security logs to be missing. This is the political version of the cheating husband clearing his browsing history before his wife comes home. Only in our case, the wife was suspicious enough to hire a highly credentialed and experienced team of forensic data analysts, and then a good attorney, and bought a really bold pen to sign the divorce papers. Back to the report. On November 21st, 2020, an unauthorized user unsuccessfully attempted to zero out election results. This demonstrates additional tampering with data. The election event designer log shows that Dominion ImageCast precinct cards were programmed with new ballot programming on 10-23-2020, and then again after the election on 11-05-2020. These system changes affect how ballots are read and tabulated, and our examination demonstrated a significant change in voter results using the two different programs. The only reason to change software after the election would be to obfuscate evidence of fraud and or to correct program errors that would decertify the election. Our findings show that the Central Lake Township tabulator tape totals were significantly altered by utilizing two different program versions, both of which were software changes during an election, which violates election law. Convinced yet that we've got some problems to iron out here? That the election was thrown? This same system is used in 28 states, including all five disputed swing states. Widespread enough for you? I think we all instinctively knew that you don't get 13 million more votes than Barack Obama circa 2008 while hiding in your basement, not campaigning. We already had abundant circumstantial evidence of fraud. Now we have forensic evidence. To finish off this highlight reel, we conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and no audit trail. This leads to voter or election fraud. Based on our study, we conclude that the Dominion voting system should not be used in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Interim County should not have been certified. Coffin, meet final nail. The Michigan Secretary of State must think that Americans are all complete, mindless idiots. This is from the Daily Wire. The Michigan Secretary of State, a Democrat, has dismissed the report as promoting baseless claims of fraud in an effort to mislead American voters and undermine the integrity of the election. In a press release issued after the unsealing of the Allied audit, Benson accused the Trump campaign of choosing to allow shadowy organizations claiming expertise to throw around baseless claims of fraud in an effort to mislead American voters and undermine the integrity of the election. I've talked about Dinesh D'Souza's breakdown of the four-step con before. What's the last step? The one you only need if you get caught. Deny, deny, deny. Never give up the con. No matter how ridiculous you sound, no matter how much evidence is levied against you, Never give up the con. This turn of events has officials in other states running scared too. From the Gateway Pundit, 
Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refuses to comply with subpoenas to turn over Dominion voting machines for audit. The Maricopa Board of Supervisors has voted 4-1 to to refuse to comply with legislative subpoenas to turn over Dominion voting machines for a forensic audit. From Town Hall, the only Republican who voted against the lawsuit, Steve Chukri, said he wanted to see a forensic audit of the election machines and systems, something he says the county cannot conduct while litigation is ongoing. I can think of only one reason to refuse an audit subpoena in an election. After what just transpired in Michigan, they probably know the bell tolls for them next. Since that article was written, the machines have gone for audit. Hopefully we'll see the results shortly. Election integrity isn't just a buzz phrase. There are real-world consequences for what's happening right now. What happens when no one trusts the results of the election and one side believes they've been cheated? Civil conflict. Escalation. We're already pretty escalated. There's not a lot of room to keep going before you get into open violence. When someone is unwilling to lose, after every other option has failed them, their only recourse is physical force. It's looking like the left will come out of this election controlling the White House and both branches of Congress, fully empowered to pack the Supreme Court with leftist judges and control all three branches of government. So much for the separation of powers. What happens when they try to take the country to places constitutionally-minded states are unwilling to go? Colonel West already came out and suggested these states band together, not in secession, but in solidarity. It's only been a couple of weeks since the Texas lawsuit where we saw nearly all the red states line up against nearly all the blue states. Don't underestimate just how much our society and our legal system are predicated on voluntary compliance. What happens if half the states refuse to comply with unconstitutional laws? Or the other half refuses to comply with constitutional ones? What if our institutions do take our election integrity seriously and Trump remains in the White House? What if Biden is inaugurated, but the Democrats lose next time? When a high enough percentage of the left isn't going to get their way, well, we've already seen that they're ready, willing, and able to organize and bring violence to our streets on a massive scale. What happens when a high enough percentage of the right believes they've been cheated, or that their rights are on the line? They'll refuse to comply, probably at the state level. When you lose the voluntary compliance of a significant percentage of the nation, the only way to restore it is force. We've already seen that the left is willing to weaponize both the mob and the federal bureaucracy against the American people when their power is threatened. We don't want to go down that road. We really don't want to go down that road. We have to get this right. Not only to get it right— that's a pretty major detail, but to restore faith in our election process. All right, I'm going to leave it there. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Parler at Real Into the Fray. There's so much going on right now that I'm going to drop another episode this week. So I'll see you again tomorrow. Till then, be informed, stay safe, don't do anything stupid. (laughs) 